Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, the weekly survey of news in the Philadelphia Archdiocese. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with Matt Gambino, the editor of CatholicPhilly.com, and we're taking a look at this week's top stories. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. Matt, good to have you here with us in the studio. Hello again, Gina. And it's also great to have with us our friend, Father Thomas Daly. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Thank you, Gina. So, Father, in your most recent column on CatholicPhilly.com, you point out what many of us see and have long seen on a weekly or even daily basis, a lot of gaps in the pews at Mass, particularly when it comes to youth. And the numbers show that church attendance is down. And you ask if perhaps Pope Francis missed an opportunity to engage youth in the liturgy when he issued Christus Vivit. That's the Latin title of his most recent apostolic exhortation, and in English that translates as Christ Lives. And Pope Francis wrote this document to kind of give us his take on last October's Synod on Youth and Vocations. He describes the many challenges that young people face today, and he encourages them to find the fullness of life in Christ. So I guess my first question would be, where do you think liturgy fits in with that call? Well, I'm not sure I'd say that the Pope missed an opportunity as much as understanding that this document, like any document, can't cover everything. And I don't think he intended it to be as specific as dealing with Catholic youth attending church. It's got a much bigger scope, living life as a young person. But my question is, from our Catholic point of view, what role does going to church, Sunday Mass, play in that life fully lived? If we remember a previous synod of bishops, it was talking about the idea of the Eucharist as the source and the summit of our Christian life. So where does that fit in, I think, is a question not just Pope Francis has to deal with, but all of us have to ask ourselves and have in the back of our minds as we continue to answer the summons to invest ourselves in young people. I'm a father of two daughters, Mm -hmm. late teenage, and I wonder as they go to church, and like any parent, we struggle to get our kids to church, Mm -hmm. especially with one in college, they're pretty much on their own. So it can be a real challenge to get the kids to come to church willingly when they see fewer and fewer faces around their own age. So regardless of a document, whether people will read it, we hope they will, but in practical terms, what can the church do? What can parents do to help young people develop their faith life to kind of enjoy or delve deeper into this relationship that we have with Christ in their own way? I think that's a great question, and I don't have an answer. Thank you. So, next, Gina. No, <laughs> no that, that's, I think, a pivotal question. How do we get young people into church before we can do anything with them, just to get them there? I was having a conversation with a young Catholic who is a regular mass goer and asked her that question. And she didn't have an answer. Mm. I think the idea of our inviting people to come with us is probably the basic starting point, whether that's a young person or not. But especially a young person asking another one to go with him or her. That far and away will be the most attractive calling because young people follow their peers. You've worked on college campuses for many years. So what do young people say, say of college age or high school age, what do they say is attractive to them to come to church? Well, I think, first of all, it is that social dimension, particularly on a college campus where the entire congregation are college students that has its own appeal to it. But I also think, and this, this is also critically important, that we have to have something 
worth their coming to. And so our dedication to making the liturgy every Sunday as vibrant and engaging as it can be and dedicating resources to it and acknowledging the centrality of it in the life of a parish, that's going to be critical because if they do come to church with their friends or on their own and their experience is not particularly uplifting, they're not coming back. So I think we have to capitalize on that. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and take a page from the business world. When you say inviting others to liturgy, inviting people who don't attend to come to church with Mm -hmm. you, my question would be, how intelligible is it to someone who's never had an experience of mass to come to a mass. And I'm thinking of a tactic used in marketing called viewing an experience through the lens of the customer, if you will, understanding that folks in the congregation are not customers. Mm -hmm. But if I were to walk into a Catholic church with no background on the faith, how would I be able to even begin to comprehend the liturgy? And is that fact perhaps something that's keeping people away? If they don't know, are they intimidated to even come? I think it's absolutely correct. Someone coming to a Catholic liturgy for the first time would be completely lost. In terms of understanding, I think folks who have been coming for decades can be lost. So yes, there is an explanatory process that we need to undergo. But the more important thing, and you can see this just from tourists, even here, I was just in the cathedral, people will walk in and be mesmerized by the architecture, sure. But In terms of the mass, what attracts people is not the intellectual understanding of what's going on, but the mystery of it all, the beauty of it all, the sacredness of all that's happening. And I don't have to understand the ins and outs of that or when to sit and stand and kneel, but I can be touched by that, which would then, hopefully provoke the questions or the conversation about what's going on. So that that coming to Mass, even if I've never been before, is the starting experience that I think is necessary to attract people. The question that arose in my mind as Gina asked that question was maybe a deeper one for the Catholic perspective. It's those who have walked away or are lukewarm. They've grown up going to the Mass. They've grown up with the sacraments, and they feel they've seen it before. Why should I go back? Because there's nothing different. I mean, the songs might be different, but let's face it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just not thrilled by it. I don't want to go. How do we present that which is our, our patrimony? in a new and fresh way to draw back those people who figure, I've done that. I know what that is. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't. uh, How would you answer something like that? Well, I think you have to get to the depth of the question. I'm not thrilled by it anymore, Mm -hmm. is what you said. And so I think the question becomes, well, what makes it thrilling to someone? Is that an intellectual dimension, if I really understand what's going on, for some people it is. Okay, so Mm -hmm. then we need to explain what's going on. Is it a heartfelt dimension? Is it, I see that people care and and that this love of the Lord being celebrated actually reaches out and touches me, whether through the homily or through the other people in the pew or whatever. Where are people moved to do what they do? For some it's in their heads, for some it's in their hearts, for some it's just their soul and the recognition of this this incredible presence and power of God. So I think we need to tap into all of those. But again, it brings me back to we have to have something vibrant and engaging intellectually, 
emotionally, prayerfully. Otherwise, yes, I think people will walk away, and they have. Some people have said, well, you have kind of a consumerist mentality towards liturgy. You expect to be entertained. And they'll point to, for example, some of the Protestant denominations that place a high value on lighting, sound, jumbo screens in the Mm -hmm. church so everyone can follow along with the verse. And it can be a little bit contentious. How do we kind of straddle that need to meet people where they're at with leading them to where we're trying to get them to go? That certainly is premised on the idea that you are coming to Mass, to church, to encounter God. Now, that's a pretty big encounter. And even if you read the scriptural accounts of it, it was a pretty wild performance when you encountered God. (laughs) So I'm not saying that churches should be wild performances, but some basic aspects to experiencing that and understanding that like being able to see or being able to hear are critical just from a human point of view. Again, it's not meant to be entertaining in that sense, but I think that the happening that's going on has to be attractive, whether that's sight and sound, whether it's music, whether it's preaching, whether it's simply the pace of what's going on, whether it's the cleanliness of the building, all of those things factor into it subconsciously almost. But we have to make the experience, the spiritually uplifting lifting moment it's meant to be. Now that ties in with another question I have, and especially in relation to youth. Have we lost in our culture a sense of the sacred? Are youth able to grasp the sacred? I think they are, though I don't know that they understand that, that they're conscious of it. I think that sense of the sacred is innate in all of us. I think we can tap into it and then later explain it. I'll give you an example. I was at a parish last fall that celebrated 40 hours for the first time in, I think it's been a decade since they celebrated it. And I was preaching at the masses at the end of mass. I was with the pastor. We concluded mass. We turned around to start the procession out of mass after exposing the Blessed Sacrament and everyone was kneeling. And as we walked out and no one stood like they usually do, everyone knelt. And I turned to the pastor. I said, it's in their genes that we have that sense. We just have to draw it out of people. Wonderful. So many good thoughts on liturgy and reaching youth. I think we need to have a further conversation about this. Will you come back and fill us in more? I'd be happy to. All right. Thank you so much, Father Thomas Daly. Always a pleasure to have you with us. God bless. Thanks. And for more on these and other stories in local, national, and world news, as well as features on sports and culture, visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, and until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com, music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com.